navy blue Victoria. As he uses his feet and goes again through mid-wicket. That's an even better shot from the Victorian captain. Swept away very nicely by Nicole Bottom for four. Oh, he's re-given! That is 50. The man from Northcote. And welcome to another edition of the Vic State Cricket Podcast. I'm Adam White, a very special edition of the Vic State Cricket Podcast. It's a Sheffield Shield final edition after the Vicks won their way through to the final after beating Western Australia this week. They're heading back again this week to take on WA at the Wacker from Thursday. So in this edition, we're going to be joined by Matt Short, uh, the star of Victoria, particularly in the second half of the year, and also the coach, Chris Rogers. He'll join us for the first time this year to have a look at the final and how it is that we've got our way through to yet another Sheffield Shield final. But firstly, uh, well, he's been starring, so we thought we'd get him back. Matt Short, welcome, Matt. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It feels appropriate. We sort of started the the podcast this year with you and now we go to almost finish it with you. Hopefully there's another (laughs) edition next week when you win the final, but uh, you've had a a crazy season. Yeah, it has been crazy. Uh, Very up and down, but um, yeah, as you said, it's... It's uh, the boys are flying at the moment, coming off, I think four or five wins in a row now. Five, in five. A row. so um, yeah, obviously really exciting times to be back in the final again this year, back in Perth. So yeah, really looking forward to it. It's a strange one because you did play in last year's final, and then you're playing in this year's final. But it feels like a, it's a bit of a different team, a different feel, incredible momentum, but it still is the same as last year. It's it's a bit of a strange one the build up. Yeah, obviously WA being the the top performers this year and. Um, yeah, obviously deserve the home final over there. But, um, yeah, definitely a different feel. Um, I think especially after last week, coming off a win um, against them and to go back, you know, off a win um, is different to last year. I know they they tore us to shreds last year <laughs> before the final, which probably dampened us a little bit, um, to be honest. But, yeah, definitely a different feeling this year, different team, um, a lot younger, probably less experienced. But, yeah, the momentum behind us and the excitement, um, yeah, it's unreal at the moment. What's it like in the dressing room? What's it like on the aeroplane coming back from a win um, in the hotel, you know, in the, on the nights between uh, days play? Just I'd love to know that sort of that feeling that you've got at the moment, that spirit. Yeah, it's definitely one I, I haven't quite felt before. It's hard to explain. I think, as I said, like the momentum and just coming off all these wins and such a young group, like you can feel the energy, um, you know, from the young guys that, that are helping um, and performing well. So, um yeah, we've obviously the, the young bowling group's definitely putting putting us in some some good positions to win games and um, you know nights in between days play. It's it's certainly exciting to just to have that feeling around the group and um, yeah know that the young guys are performing and just the energy that they bring. Um, yeah, it's it's something I haven't felt before in my career. Um, but yeah, certainly looking forward to this week and hopefully um, yeah bring back a shield. Do you feel that's the driving force with this five game winning sequence? The the younger players and the energy and the positivity spirit that they bring? Because usually a, a, a dominant Shield team's the, the the senior pros that have big years and the, the younger players sort of come along for the ride. But this is almost the opposite. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's kind of weird. Like, yeah, as you said, like you think a young team, hardly any, any experience um, coming through with just, you know, this year would be kind of expecting to be a bit lower in the table and just to get games under players' belts and, um, you know, start the kind of rebuild, I guess, that um, people have been talking about. But mm. I don't think anyone really expected, you know, to for us to do this well this year. And, um, yeah, credit to to the squad and, and the coaching staff as well just to band us all together and um, obviously get, get some good games under some young players' belts and, um, 
yeah, they've shown they've, they're able to step up and play at the level and, and win games. And I think the momentum thing we're talking about is, is definitely real. And, um, you know, it could be complete opposite. Like if we lose a couple of games, um, you know, guys, especially that age that aren't too experienced, might, you know, sort of drop off a little bit or, or whatnot. But I think, yeah, definitely winning games, such a young group, um, you can tell the energy's high in the change rooms and, um, yeah, certainly momentum's a big one. I think that it's important for the, the listeners or the viewers of, of the podcast to get a bit of an insight into how the season sort of unfolded. Because often the talk of spirit and momentum, it's, it's when you're winning. But I, I think it's important to talk about after that loss to Tassie, a close loss at the MCG, the spirit was very good then. The positivity, the camaraderie, you'd gone off some, you know, some bad losses and some frustrating draws. But you could tell that the belief was there then before the winning sequence took place, if that makes sense. So it's yeah. this that to me that f- makes it feel real, that it's not just, oh, we're we're a happy mob because we're winning. Yeah, you're right. I think and that might have something to do with the you know, the experience of the side and being so young. Um it wasn't too much expectation on us to do well. Obviously, we want to win, and, and that's a goal. But um, you know, at the end of the end of the day, we've lost a mountain of experience in you know um, Jimmy Pattinson, Scotty Bolan wasn't around, Peter Hanscom missed games, um, you know Nick Maddinson. Um, so I think yeah, the expectation obviously is to win games, but with such a young group, it was probably like oh look, we'll try and start the rebuild and get some games into some players and. Um, yeah, to be honest, I don't, like personally, I don't think I saw this year going the way it has. And, um, you know, a lot of guys have stood up and, um, yeah, you're right, in the start of the season was a bit frustrating. But, um, yeah, the boys have done really well just to, to come back after Christmas, after the big bash and um, get on this little winning streak. Now, you talk about you didn't see it coming from a team perspective. What about yourself? I mean, I know you've you've spoken a lot over the last few weeks. You've almost been a media straight, uh, <laughs> the interest in your story, because it is in- extraordinary. Out of the team at, there at one point in the Shield team, at the, getting back in through a COVID situation where you played about 26 players <laughs> against New South Wales um, and then this amazing surge of form. Can you, can you believe what you're doing? Not really, no. Um, to put it in a short answer, but, yeah, it's been very up and down year. Um, yeah, from going to be dropped, which was probably fair enough. Um, I hadn't scored the runs or, or whatever that I needed to. Um, was probably out of form or didn't really have the confidence. But um, you know, heading to Adelaide for the Big Bash was again good for me this year, and just to free myself up again and um, probably enjoy it a bit more. And I think yeah, coming back to to the Vicks after that was just you know do the same thing, just go out and enjoy it, play your own game, um, put everything behind you. I think that's probably what I've struggled with the last few years is. Um, dwelling on what's happened in the past and, um, you know, poor performances or, um, you know, just thinking about the negatives, just that kind of cliche thing. And that's probably something I've got better at the last couple of years is just trying to put that aside and um, focus on what's ahead and just enjoy it, um, play my natural game, and I think that's really paid off. Did you have a, a moment there before that New South Wales game when you were dropped? As a, as a leader, it doesn't happen very often. Where Did you reach out to anybody? Did you just talk to yourself or talk to your parents or is there a mentor to say, look, what am I doing here? You know, what, what, what do I have to change? Or was it something you kind of worked out yourself? Um, I spoke to a couple of people. I think um, Petey was a big one. Um, so I always talked to him. He was sort of a bit of a mentor for me. Um, obviously he's probably got a big part of, you know, the selection side of things. So um, it was good to sort of get his honest feedback and 
I kind of agreed with everything. Like it's, it's all um, self-explanatory. Like you need to do this, you need to do that. Um, I haven't been scoring the runs where I needed to and, and stuff like that. So, um, and David Reed's another one who um, does a bit of work for the Stars and uh, he used to coach me at Northcote as well. So he's one I sort of I go to just sort of off field. He's not involved with the Vic, so it's nice to sort of get away and um, he's uh, sort of his specialty is a, a psychologist. So um, I guess sort of he's sort of helping me through. The off-field things and sort of, um, again, like moving my, my thoughts from the negatives and just focusing on what I need to focus on. And, um, mm. you know, it was more around the enjoyment and getting back to what I do naturally well. So um, it's rather thinking about all the negatives and in the past, what's all happened there. It's just knowing when to click and just going back to, you know, what you do best. And, and that's, you know, playing with freedom and playing positively. And, um, yeah, it's definitely paying off. So essentially in the Big Bash start of things off, an amazing run chase and then the 50 over century and then the, the shield century. Um, is there anyone that stands out as something that you covet the most out, out of those three? Because you've always been a, a really important player in white ball cricket for Victoria. Um, the big bash stuff, we don't worry about that so much because it's for the Adelaide <laughs> strikers. But then there's the, the shield one. Is there one that stands out for you? Oh, I think the shield one um, for sure Um I've sort of put a bit of pressure on myself over the last few years, especially um, just to tick that first one off, um, which meant a lot. I've sort of been out in the 90s a few times. Mm. Um, so that sort of came in the mind a bit when I was going through the 90s. Just to, um, the, the relief that I felt afterwards was was awesome. Um, and, yeah, to do it off the back of a couple of decent scores, you know, the last couple of months and just working on that consistency um, and helping the, the boys win some games has, has been huge as well. I think the most impressive part for me is that as things have have escalated, the attention's come upon you, as we talked before, at more media interviews, the, the, the love on social media <laughs> and all those sorts of things, but you've kept it going. As the pressure of expectation has risen, you've risen with that expectation. I think that's particularly impressive and that, that's quite difficult, I would imagine. To, as the expectation rises to to keep that run going? Yeah, it is. I mean, and that's probably what I'm working on now is that consistency. Um, you know, I've been in runs of form before and, and then dropped off. So um, I think, yeah, the most important thing now is now I'm, I'm there, I know I can score runs, I know I can score hundreds. It's it's now focusing on, um, you know, the, obviously the next game, but it's focusing on keeping my, my form up and... Um, yeah, hoping that it doesn't drop again. So I know what the feeling is now and what the expectation is. Um, but, yeah, it's just just be nice to keep the consistency going and, and helping the boys out. One last one on yourself. We've talked a bit about um, buckball over the last few weeks <laughs> and, and the, 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 the fa- now famous conversation you had with Chris Rogers. I know you've worked with Dave Hussey as well. You're almost becoming the, the new the new breed of the Dave Hussey, the way that you're playing your cricket. How important have those two guys been on you through the the journey, as I said, through this year, which has been this this incredible roller coaster? Yeah, they've been been huge. I think, um, you know, as soon as Buck took over, um, I think I was okay technically. It was probably more figuring out my game plan and um, what suited me best for the side and whether it was, you know, higher in the order or lower or that kind of thing. But... Um, yeah, I think this year we've definitely found that what works for me is going out and playing positively and, um, you know, basketball or buckball, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. I think it's not to the extreme of the England team, but I think, um, you know, there's a time and place to, to go hard or, or whatnot. But, um, 
yeah, it's almost like not worrying about defending or, um, you know, a play and a miss or a nick and drop catch. It's, you know, if the ball's there to be hit, I'm going after it again. So, um, again, as I said earlier, it's just putting everything aside from what's happened in the past and moving on to the next ball or, or whatever it be. So, um, yeah, Huss, it's pretty cool to be – you mentioned, you know, you know, to be playing similar to Huss. That's pretty cool. But, um, no, nah, they've been huge in sort of freeing me up and sort of letting me play the way I want to play. I promised I wouldn't ask another one about you, but I will. Can you, it's hard – it's hard even talking to you that this is the same guy at the start of the year when we're starting the podcast and we were talking about the season and whatever else. And then with what you're achieving, is it almost like a, not an out of body experience, but you have to almost pinch yourself to think, you know, this is you that we're being, we're talking about about making these hundreds. This is you we're talking about, about why isn't he in the Australian team? This is the next white ball open, all these sorts of things that we're talking about. Matt Short, does that, how, how does that feel? Uh, I'm certainly not used to it. Yeah. Um, I tell my girlfriend all the time, like, this doesn't normally happen. Like, <laughs> it's like I don't normally score these runs. But, um, <laughs> no, it's still sort of getting used to that. And, um, yeah, all the hype's been, been really cool. But, um, yeah, I, I guess just trying to get used to, I don't know, being being spoken about or, um, you know, being in selectors' minds and stuff like that. It's all, all really new to me. It's just sort of embracing it and taking it on and, um while at the same time sort of not letting it get to you, it's still focusing on the on the game ahead. So, um, no, it's been really cool. But, again, a feeling that I want to keep going with and that consistency I'm talking about is, you know, it's something I'll, I want to just keep focusing on and, um, you know, hopefully stay in the, in the minds of the selectors and all that kind of thing. So um, stay in the limelight, I guess. But, no, it's been been really good to, to be able to contribute and, and win games. Now, we're going to speak to your coach, Chris Rogers, shortly for his insights into the players and, and into the final. So just one final one on, on the final. How, how different is it going to be this week? WA's team is going to be different. Paris was rested. You expect him to come back for the final. I'm not sure what they'll do with Morris. And there might be a couple of other changes to WA too. They didn't have anything to play for in the game that's just been played. So they had their own mental challenges going into to last week's match. What, what are you thinking? How similar will it be or how different is it going to be? Uh, it might be a little bit different um, as batters. Um, our bowling lineup's probably going to be pretty similar, so we, um, I think we rattled their batters a, a little bit last week. Um, we got through them um, pretty well, bowled to them really well, so I think we're pretty good in that sense. But yeah, obviously, they, I think a lot of their bowls will be changing. Um, be a different challenge for us. Obviously, yeah, Joel, the lefty coming in, um, he bowls really well at the Wacker most games. So, um, but yeah, as I said earlier, coming off the win, I think the boys are up and about. Um, but, yeah, I think the win we had over there last week was will dampen them a little bit. So I definitely feel a lot more confident coming in this year than we did last year. Well, it's great that you've come up and had a chat. Uh, I know you're heading off on a plane tomorrow. Um, I've enjoyed you being part of this podcast all year. Hopefully you can be part of it next year. Hopefully you're available to uh, to have us. It's happy for you to be with us uh, throughout the course of the season. It's been a joy to watch you play. I know a lot of the people that – uh, listen to this podcast are just as excited as I am of, of how well you've gone and hopefully there's at least one or two more innings left in you before the end of this summer. Thanks, Wally. Appreciate it, mate. Matt Short joining us on the Vic State Cricket Podcast. That's the player's perspective, the coach's perspective. Chris Rogers, he'll join us next.
Well, we've had the players' perspective going into the Shield final with Matt Short. Now we get the coaches' perspective. First time on the podcast this year, Chris Rogers, welcome. Yeah, I, d- I didn't know if you had a problem with me, Whitey. You just hadn't invited me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was one thing, getting to final and then you can be invited upstairs. Fair enough. Congratulations on getting into the final. I know there's still one more game, but it is an achievement to reach the final considering the, the youth in the team, um, the challenges you've had along the way, and particularly considering if we look after that Tasmanian game, a lot had to go right for you to get to that final. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, a, a lot has uh, gone right and, and and things have gone our way and, and we've played some really good cricket as well. And uh, it's been a surprise. I'll, I'll be honest about that. Um, I, I still think that we're probably, you know, a couple of years away from, from really peaking as a side. And that's on the back of, you know, us picking a lot of young players, especially our, our bowling attack, our, our seam bowlers. Um, but it probably just shows that we have incredible talent throughout the state, um, as good as anywhere, you know, I'd like to think. Um, and uh, and they're starting to come through and show, you know, how good they are as well and, and, and stepping up to the to the performances that, that they need to. So it's been really impressive. Um, back to your point, I think it was actually when we were effectively six for 80 against New South Wales at lunch on day three because we'd, we'd been a bit behind on, on the first innings. Um, and I was probably wondering uh, how long I might be in this role for, but... Um, but from there, Campbell Callaway made an, uh, made an eighty. He was he was backed up by um, Fergus O'Neill and Sam Elliott. All of those guys, kind of under twenty three. And then on the final day, um, Will Sullivan and Todd Murphy, another another couple of young guys, bowled us to victory. So, you know, to win that game, especially on the back of the young performers, perform couple of young performances, um, was amazing. And uh, and yeah, we've carried that that uh, consistency through the second half of the season that's been outstanding. I want to get back to that New South Wales game in a moment, but <clears throat> there's a word there, there's a couple of words around spirit and character that, which I think define this group. And even when you weren't having the results in those first four or five games, you could just tell there was something special about the group, the togetherness and the the, the want to improve, that you kind of felt it was going to turn around. It was just a matter of time. Yeah, it's interesting. I was listening to the uh, the Test series, um, Australia versus India, and Ravi Shastri, you know, the, the ex Indian coach, was talking, and he said, you know, it was really important they kept bringing young energy through through the group, um, and, and you know, like I'm I'm learning as, as much as anyone, but um, but we have had a lot of young energy um, and guys who are you know hungry to learn, um, hungry to perform, um, hungry to work as well. Uh, and and that's kind of you know it seems to have been rubbing off on on everyone really and and uh, from there you know that the team has kind of caught fire a little bit um, and as I said it's been really enjoyable and and the thing is I think they're they're playing with discipline mm. but also enjoying it that that doesn't always go hand in hand uh, so the fact that the young guys are, are doing that I think um, you know bodes well. The New South Wales game you referenced before, and I wanted to talk about that because I remember they were coming out after lunch and the the chat with the players is, we just need one wicket and we'll get on a roll here, which was interesting considering you hadn't had the, the, the wins, but there was still this confidence, no, we just need one wicket. And I think the wicket was a run out uh, and away it went and you got on that little bit of a run. But it's this it's this intangible with this young team of, of what's possible now it is possible because you've actually done it over a period of time and it's that discipline, as you say, to 
but it's a collective performance. It's not one bloke taking lots of wickets or one bloke making lots of runs. Everyone is playing their role. I mean, I'm just interested for you to expand on that a little bit as a coach. Is that is that um, specific instructions from you or is that player ownership? How is it happening that it's it's everyone's contributing? Uh, it's a long question, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think it. I think these things take time. Um, I spoke to, to Sean Graff, who, who happened to be over in Perth um, for the last game, and and obviously is a is a, is a legend, you know, um, general manager for twenty eight years. But he, but you know, we recognised kind of almost when I started, um, there was a there was a bit of a change of the guard. Um, lots of young guys coming through. It was always going to take time, um, and is taking time. There's still there's still a fair bit to go. Um, so with that, you're probably going to struggle to have belief about winning games because guys have never really done it. And um, it probably just needed one to happen. And I remember at the time when it, when it did happen, probably and saying to the group, this is actually, you know, the, the first time that the older guys haven't had to carry the younger guys. Um, and we've had, you know, we have been, we've been carried by some unbelievable performances by a lot of our senior players, but... This was the first time that New South Wales game where the young blokes got it done, and from there it just kind of sparked this this belief. I think um, that that they can hold their own, uh, and not only that, I think perform and 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 win games. So um, yeah, I mean, going into the the second half of the season without Scotty Boland and basically picking four guys who are under twenty three or twenty three and younger to 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 carry your seam attack. I mean, I. I you know, I'm 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 pretty sure there's there was a lot of um, a lot of us who secretly thought, well, this could be interesting, um, but they've stepped up and they've they've uh, they've shown that they're good enough, and and yeah, I think back to that belief. I think it's just starting to circulate amongst the group, and uh, and and they're almost competing with with each other, which is really healthy. So, what do you do as a coach in that situation with that? Almost squad mentality. You've got seven or eight bowlers that could go in and represent Victoria at any one time. Batting's a bit the same, particularly with Pete coming back from Australian duties. There's going to be an unlucky player. As a coach, are you letting that all unfold around you, that you've set it up, now it's up to them, or are you still real hands-on in in setting up the way they're playing and, and, and the feeling around the group? Um, I mean, I, I, think, I think I saw a quote where... Um you know, good sides are led by the coach, but great sides are led by the players. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's it's trying to empower them as much as possible. But that that doesn't mean you sit on your, your hands. You, you've, you know, you got to try and 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 use it, you, you know your assistant coaches, your resources to give them the best information possible, um, the best plans possible. But then you you want to allow them to go out and, and and play and make mistakes and 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 review at the end. So. But but really, it's it's you know you're hoping that they take ownership, and particularly when it comes to things like discipline um, and work ethic and and things like that. So that that's when you want the players to 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 own it. Um, so you know, as a, as a coach, you don't have to be the, the bad cop all the time. But um, but yeah, I think it's going in the right way, uh, and it's it's interesting. I think with our group, we've got some really really strong leaders amongst amongst that younger group, um, and. You know that they're going to be leading the, the the state for for a long time to come, I think, and that's that's you know like again, it's going to bode well. A couple of redemption stories, uh, Mitch Perry. I'm just a few thoughts on him. He was one that you had to drop early in the season, and it kind of 
not necessarily came from nowhere, but at the start of the summer he was going to be the, the, the main man. He is almost the main man now. But how he was able to turn it around, you must be proud of him. Yeah, he, he and he is one of those leaders. He he um he leads from the front. Um, he's boisterous, you know. He's energetic. He's fun, um, and he works his socks off. You know, he's one of the best um, uh, in the gym, on the training park, all that those kind of things. So, um, you know, we we always, you know, believe that that he had what it takes. It just he probably wasn't um, understanding his role that clearly. Um, and sometimes when you when you're playing first class cricket, it's a tough league, um, and things aren't going your way. Your confidence can can ebb and flow and, and and disappear pretty quickly. And and it probably happened to him. He just needed he needed a bit of a reset and needed to be challenged a little bit about what he was he was doing. Um, but the best thing about that is you know he took it all on the chin. It hurt him a little bit. Um, he went back. He was captain of the second eleven. He played for Richmond. Um, he did everything he needed to do, uh, and then he he re- responded the way he has, and, and it's it's another one. I you know the way he's bowling now, I, I I didn't think he was capable of that this year. That's for sure. So um, you know he he's he showed what a what a what a good player he is. Not just that with the with the bat, and he's got us run outs as well and catches. Mm. You know it's it's he's he's becoming an excellent player, an important player for us. So that's been a a real boost, um, and one of those. Things I think that's that's turned us around. He represents the bowlers. Yeah. Representing the batting from a redemption story is obviously Matt Short. We had a chat to Matt before. I know you had a fair bit to do with him, sort of be- between the big bash and the restart of, of the Sheffield Shield. Did you think he was capable of this? Because I'm not sure Matt knew he was nah, capable I don't, of this. I don't think. I mean, I've said it a couple of times, but you'd, you'd watch him in the um, indoor nets and you think he is the best player on show here. He's mm. he's. Um, he plays shots, and I, I think the other players will agree as well. You know, he's playing shots that other guys are looking at, going, "Wow, well, you know, this, yeah. this guy's something special." But he just hadn't been able to put it together. You said I had a lot to do. I don't think really it did. It was he got a lot of confidence out of the the BBL. Um, he probably is another one. He probably just didn't understand his role. He, he he always used to ask, "What's my role?" kind of thing, and and it was kind of confusing because, you know, I think in four day cricket, your roles it doesn't change too much. But clearly, I think he was searching for for more how he handles himself mentally, um, and and what he needs to do, and um, and maybe yeah, it was it was it was more more just kind of giving him a bit more freedom around that, and for him to take a bit more ownership and and being positive and backing those strengths. Um, but yeah, I mean he's he's done some amazing work uh, along the along the way of the BBL. Um, I think some of the work he's done with the coaches in there has been. Excellent, and uh, it's great to see him get some confidence. And, and yeah, he's playing um, a style of cricket that not many, in, even in Australia, can play. I think. Yeah, exactly right. And we, we talked to Matt about this about as the expectation rises with what he did initially, he's actually continued to rise with that expectation. You've, we see across multiple sports, someone can come and make a bit of a burst of runs, get the attention, then can't live up to that and fall back down. He's continued to to go on a sort of a, an upwards trajectory. Yeah, I, I listened to an interview he did um, on, on Waitley um, and he spoke about he'd been in, at times, he's been in good form, but he's kind of let it slip a bit too easily, whereas this time he's he's really focused on um, kind of holding on to that. And, and 
that's all a little bit, you know, they're words. But, you know, I, I, you do see him in the nets. He's working hard. He's thinking about it. Um, he's having good conversations. Um, and he's trying to make every post a winner as well. Um, so it's clear, you know, he's, he's really, really enjoying what he's doing at the moment and he, and he wants to stay there um, uh, for as long as possible. And if, and if he can, I mean, then, you know, you'd, you'd think that other opportunities will, will quickly open up for him. Uh, Will Sutherland, uh, not so much his bowling because that's all to see, but I'm interested in you telling us a little bit about his leadership. Um, I think it's terrific that he got given that captaincy opportunity with with Pete going over to India. I, I just, I, I, I'm not sure how to describe the impact that he has on the group. So I'll leave it up to you because he's been incredible. Um, yeah, I mean it's it, it's an interesting one because it, I guess. With Pete going, um, and we have such a young young group, it would have been easy just to um, ask Marcus Harris to do to do the job. And I'm sure he would have done, done a fine job, um, but w- we felt it was a really good opportunity. There, there was you know there was um, four games in the second half of the, the, the season where it was a good opportunity to see if our, our thoughts around Will were, were you know were um, pretty good and and. I guess for for him, it wasn't necessarily about the the on field leadership. Um, it was as much about the off field, and and we do have a young group, um, and we probably have to change the the mentality around the group. Um, you know, tighten the, the structure a little bit, um, give them a bit more direction. Whereas we've we've had such good senior players who have been able to kind of. Um, you know, have freedom to do what they want to do and still perform well. So we, we needed to kind of tighten that up um, and we needed role models. And uh, for Will, he's, he's, you know, I talked about um, uh, Mitch Perry, but, you know, everyone will agree that, that Southo is, is the best. He's the, you know, he's around the group, um, in the in the gym, in on the training field, those kind of things. He, he leads from the front every time. Um, and we almost want the the next generation of Victorian players to come up, look at that, and go, okay, that's what I need to aspire to. So there was that side, and then you know we thought we might have a uh, a few issues when it came to the tactical side. But being red ball cricket, it's a bit slower. You could get to breaks, review, you know, kind of fix things. But he's been quite quite incredible, and his instinct has been mm. excellent, and that's been. Probably the most surprising thing. He, he a lot of the times he'll he'll make decisions out on the field, and I'm sure he's got you know um, good advice by some of the senior guys out there. But they've been working, and and um, and yeah, the, if you if your instinct's pretty good when it comes to leadership, then then that's uh that's you know that's going to help you massively. So yeah, from from our point of view, he's been he's been outstanding. Um, um, and he's a future leader for for Victoria. But you know we've we're now we've got. Pete Hansen coming back in for the final. Um, he'll take the reins and, and, you know, we're going to be in very good hands there. A couple more. With Pete coming back, um, what sort of difference does that make to the team now to have his experience, his big game experience? He knows what it's like to win shields. Um, is that how much of, of a positive impact that is that going to have on the group? Oh, it's always going to have a positive impact when you get a good senior um, player back in just – the same as when we got Scott Boland in for the yeah. for the last game, um, you know I think it 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 says to you you know you're strengthening strengthening the side, um, 
so from that point of view, you know, that it's going to give the guys a, a lot of belief. Um, and, you know, Pete's, you know, he's played a lot of cricket. This is why you play. You play for the, those those opportunities to win things. Just, you know, they mean probably more to you when you're a bit older as well. Um, so here's another opportunity for him and hopefully he can he can put in a, a really good performance for the for the side. It's the last question on the final itself. Um you beaten WA last week. Um, they <laughs> beat you in the final last year. Do you, what do you tell the players? Is it to enjoy the moment? Is it to um, try harder because it's a final? What, what are the things you, you're talking to them about to make sure that you get the best performance from this group from Thursday? Um, I don't think they can try any harder. No, so. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think it's it's probably enjoying it. It's it's. Yeah, like I said, they're going to go out there. They're going to be competing as hard as they can. I think privately, you asked me if I was excited. Um, you know, fifteen minutes before we did this show, and and I think as you as you get older, you you you, you learn to manage your emotions better around around um, these moments. And and so for us, we just want to you know we just want to enjoy the experience. It, if we play well and, and we win, then then outstanding. If if WA play well and, and we don't, it's okay. We're still going to keep pushing um, and getting better and better. But um, clearly, we want to. You know, we're desperate to win the game. I don't need to put any more pressure on them. Um, it, it's just about going out and, and and showing people, you know, how good you are. Are you confident because you did win last week and this run of five consecutive victories that that you can go and get the job done? There's no harder tasking cricket in domestic cricket here in this country than beating WA in WA. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, but but I am confident. I'm confident in our in our group. Um, you know, I think the way we've played in the second half has been nothing short of outstanding. Um, it's going to be bloody hard. I have no doubt about that. But um, you know, I, I think we've we've got everything we need to perform well. Um, and and like I said, if we play a good game, we're going to be a, you know a real chance. So, um, good luck to the players. I think it's um it's one of those experiences you look back at the end of your career and you think you know I was, I was so lucky to play in those in those matches and and so I hope they enjoy it. Well, Chris, congratulations on what you've achieved this year with this group. It's been a joy to watch um, you guys play. Even early in the season, there were still those signs that this could <laughs> be possible. Um, good luck in the final and. Extra good luck in selecting the team. I look forward to uh, what you've come up with for that final 11 because you've got some tough decisions to make, which is a good problem to have. Yeah, absolutely. But thanks, Whitey. I appreciate it and all the, all the support as well.